<laughs> Is there a story to that dress? There's a story to it. I knew there was. You knew there was, too. So <laughs> we went to this five-day conference in a small village called Kakongo. So you have to know that we had no idea where we were going. And they took us in a car on a dirt road for 26 kilometers with bumps and... Yeah. And so, you know, they, Stu and Eugenio, Bishop Eugenio, they keep the windows open, and Ida, Pastor Ida or is his wife, and I are in the back, so we're getting the dust, right? So my hair is turning orange because the dust is orange. <laughs> anyway, so we arrive in this village, and the people are just so beautiful and welcoming, and... Um, we, there's this beautiful tent set up uh, that where the conference is going to be held. And the pastor's wife greets us and, and the pastor, William. And anyway, she has this beautiful dress on that's like this style. And I said, oh, how beautiful. <laughs> and pretty soon she comes and grabs me by the hand and she takes me to these little places that are like little holes in the wall. And you walk through the door, and there's a lady at a sewing machine. <laughs> and it's her aunt or her grandmother or whoever with hardly any teeth. And so they pick out the material, and she measures me. And three days later, I have a dress. <laughs> So that's how that happened. <laughs> anyway, it, w it was wonderful, but that's how I got the dress. So um. We're going to put together a slideshow and show you so many of the beautiful things that took place there. But um, I just wanted to share for a few minutes, you know, because um, you're probably wondering why would a Messianic Jewish pastor go to Kenya, you know? And I wondered about that myself. I'm like, what? God, you've called me to go to this, this nation. And as you know, the ladies went there, Patricia and Millie and Amber and um, Lynette and, and um, Carla went there last year because we have a policy at Or Chaim that if there's a place dangerous that we've never, we always send the women first just in case. So they went and spied out the land and came back with a good report. And I really, you know, and, and we... Yeah. Women, you're getting the spoiled. Yeah. Um, and through that introduction and through that time, um, they connected with a, a Bishop Eugenio Mwembia. That's his name. And just a precious man who oversees a ministry called His Hands for Africa. And there's 30 churches within Kenya, all over Kenya, plus they're starting to reach out into Tanzania, Somalia, Ethiopia, Rwanda, sending teams in there. So he's really got an apostolic call on his life. Well, anyways, he invited me um, and Millie to come to share 
at this conference, and we had no idea what it was going to be. And, of course, my heart is to share Israel wherever I go, to share about their Jewish roots wherever I go. And uh, they had a theme for this conference. It was called, um, it was um, the tabernacle, God's um, dwelling with us. And so I put together teachings and just, but I really, really felt like they were to understand not just the tabernacle, and we went through that, but to understand the blessings of Abraham and how they're included into that. So we shared and we spent a lot of time talking about the um, Genesis chapter 12 and, and that whole thing. See, we weren't going there because we wanted to go on a tour. We've been on tours. We've been to over 40 nations. We know what being in other countries is all about. We wanted to, to plant seeds. We wanted to have an impact. And the Lord really knitted us with the Kenyan people, especially in these villages, in these churches, um, who are hungry for the things of God. And, and um, just, they don't know anything about Israel. But as I was sharing about, you know, the, the scripture in Genesis 12, 12, where he says, you know, those who bless you, God will bless and um, I, shared an, I shared a few weeks ago before we left. Um, I don't know if you guys under, know this, but in 1976, um, when the um, Air France plane was hijacked by Palestinian terrorists, and they were brought to Uganda. Remember they were, anybody remember that? Yeah, that whole thing, it was, it was huge. And they landed in Entebbe Airport in Uganda and basically the demand was release all of these prisoners in Israeli jails, these terrorists, these murderers, uh, or else we're gonna kill off your hostages. And so the, the, the terrorists released all the non-Jews but kept all of the Israelis and the Jews, and over 100 of them. And so the pressure was on Israel to, um, to negotiate. The whole world was saying negotiate, negotiate with these people. Just let the prisoners go and get your people back. Israel said, no, we're not going to negotiate. But they had a dilemma. They wanted to rescue the hostages. But the problem was is they, they needed a place. It's a long ways from Israel to, to Uganda. And they needed a place to stop over, to refuel their planes, and they set, to set up a hospital. Kenya invited Israel to land in their airport in Nairobi. They set up a temporary hospital. Did you know this, David? They set up a temporary hospital in Nairobi and then flew on, refueled with their transport planes, with the, uh, the team, including Bibi Netanyahu's brother, who ended up being killed in the raid. They went on to Entebbe, rescued the hostages, and brought them and landed again in Nairobi, refueled, and then brought them back to Israel. They didn't know that. The Kenyans did not know that. Most of them didn't know that. We shared that. I said, you have blessed Israel. And they were like, they, they just, they were incredibly overjoyed. And so when Stu was telling me this story in, in his office, I was like, oh, my Lord, they have a blessing coming, and they don't even know it. We need to let them know this and then have them receive their blessing and thank them on behalf of the Israelis. You know, we, we have Israeli citizenship. We can... We can thank them as Israelis. Maybe this is one of the reasons God's sending us there. And it, it was totally incredible. They, they're, if you could see their faces, they were like, 
wow, and we had them stand up, and they were crying, their arms were up, and they were receiving their blessing from God, and it was just incredible. And, you know, of course, one of the things we love to do is to, in our teaching of, of the Jewish roots of their faith and just sharing about the covenants and the promises, of course, you know, we blessed them with the Aaronic blessing and told them about the, the um, Star of David flag. And, and, you know, remember Tony sharing about that a couple of weeks ago? We shared that with them and, and presented gifts to them. And, um, and we also, at the end of our um, sessions, and we, have a, we were there for four days and full on. We teach in the morning into the afternoon, and then we would, there'd be a, an open air um, revival, they called it a revival in the evening, where they go out into this dusty village. And we've got a short video. I want to show you, too, whether we do it today or next week. But, um, and they're just on fire for the Lord. And so there was. Um, but we also, at the end of our sessions, um, we just felt like we were to share that Paul Wilbur song, Nobody But You. So it was Shabbat night, um, and yeah, and Stu did the bread and the wine, and we were going to have them come up and be prayed for under the tallit, and we put nobody like you, you know, Paul Wilbur's song on, the glory of God. They just love that song. Yes, well, maybe not the tent. We'll have the pictures next week. But um, they, they were coming through the tent, and you know how in our liturgy it says that God heals and delivers on the Shabbat? After they were being prayed for, uh, parents were bringing their children up who were manifesting that needed deliverance. And so there was prayer for deliverance uh, for children, and things like that were just happening. It was just really. Guys, put that, that picture of the guy holding the, um, the CD, if you have that available. Yeah. You see this? Um, can you make that? What's he got in his hand? Roar from Zion. Well, this guy is one of the main worship leaders Okay, depict the. Okay, it's a picture of actually this. This is what I was going to say. This this man is one of the key worship leaders for this ministry. His hands for, for um, for Africa, and when Paul was here two weeks ago, Paul blessed us. Paul Wilbur he blessed us with several of his CDs, and we gave him out like you know candy, but. We gave him to this guy, and he was just carrying it around all day long. And he was asking a question here, but it's just, you know, I just thought I had to get this. And we sent it to Paul, and he goes, wow. <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool. And um, one other picture I want to show you, the, um, the picture with the two boys. So, you know, By the way, that's a church right there. yeah, 
So at the conference, um, they had set up a lot of different classes for us as well. One of them was a marriage class that we participated in. But this is Pastor Eugenio and Ida's church up in a village in Meru, where we went. And Stu did his sermon on faith that he did here, you know, with the river and the different levels uh, of faith, um, where you walk in the, of little faith and then greater faith and then perfect faith. And um, he was getting ready to call people up um, who wanted more faith. And the Lord spoke to me and said, there's some in the, in the room that need salvation. Well, you know that I had been, that I had lost my grandson. And so I had been praying that there would be fruit from his death of young people. I said, Lord, I want lots of fruit of young people to come into the kingdom, the loss of my grandson. And so these were two young men, 18 and 19, Derek and Jefferson, and they were sitting way in the back in the corner. And so I had gone up to Stu and I said, Stu, we need to ask for salvations. And so he did, and that was part of the, the little faith you know, those who want to take that first step of faith into the river. And these two boys came up, and it really brought a lot of healing into my heart um, to see <laughs> two for the kingdom. Um, so that's Jefferson and Derek. If you guys would pray for them, they haven't been baptized yet, um, but they gave their hearts to the Lord, and then one of them, their girlfriend, gave their heart to the Lord that day too. So there was three for the kingdom. It was exciting. Lynn, why don't you come up? We're getting ready to close, Lynn, and worship team. Come on up. Um, one other thing I just wanted to share. No, we'll do that next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll do this. Uh, let's see. But uh, you know that little video? Just, just play a little clip. Did we ever get that video? Oh, we're not able to do that. We have to figure out how to get the videos sent over there. But anyways, I wanted to share this, is that um, one of our last days, we were in Milolongo and to the orphanage. Um, Pastor Sammy, who is Eugenio's son, he has a church, but he also has an orphanage there. But not just an orphanage for the kids that without parents, but also it's a place where people, the kids in the village and all kinds of people come to this. And it's about as poor of a place as you can imagine. As a matter of fact, even the government of Kenya, the, the government of Nairobi, the, the capital, doesn't even recognize the city. They put no resources into there. So some of the people that went with the ladies last year, they actually put money. They needed a water system. They had no fresh water, no fresh water. And so they, was, um, they gave, and, and he was so proud because he showed us where the well, they're putting in the well. And they're buying a big container, I don't know how many gallon container, to hold the water. So um, that was such a blessing. But anyways, we were invited there on Tuesday. And they do a class for HIV positive people, men, women, and children, people born with HIV positive. Not just HIV positive, but also those with terminal diseases. 
And um, we went in there, and they were actually teaching them how to make candles because they have nothing. They have nothing. So somebody was teaching them how to make candles so that at least they can sell candles and get food. And so it was, and it was just neat to watch how they were learning how to do the candles. And then we shared. And one of the things that the Lord really spoke to us was that we were to pray for each. There was about 100 people in there, men, women, and children, all with HIV or some terminal disease. And we just felt like we were to pray for healing for those. And we did the thing with the Talit. Last year, you guys gave a Talit to Sammy. Well, we had him bring, we, we had that. And we called them up and went under the Talit and Millie and I and the pastor and Bishop Eugenio. We prayed for all of these people. And then afterwards, we heard reports about how God, you know, did things in their lives. And so it was a powerful time. And so we just felt like, you know, we went there, um, you know, at first you're going, what am I going there for? But it was a powerful connection with the people there. And God is, is opening up some, some, some neat things there. Um, Stu shared about the woman who had the issue of blood and walked, pushed through the, cloud, the crowd to touch the hem of the garment and then showed the tallit, and you, the, they had never seen a tallit. And so they're, it, it sort of built their faith up, their faces. If, again, if you could see their faces. And I just want to say that if, if you pray for us, if you've ever given to this church, you all are part of what, what we do out there and so you all reap with the spoils <laughs> you know with the uh, the kingdom the kingdom spoils that come from us being able to go out there and so you know thank you very much for your prayers for your giving and everything as a matter of fact everywhere we went you guys blessed the people of Kenya. You may not know that, but you blessed the people of Kenya. You really did. So thank you guys, and they thank you. So um, I just thought we would end with that song, Nobody Like You. And um, so why don't we stand, and then we'll sing that, because I love that. And it's so, you know, they do speak English there. Their main language is Swahili, but they most people speak English. Um, so they, they really got it. They really got it. And it's all because of Yeshua. The veil was torn so we could have access to the king. And that's such a beautiful. So let's sing this together.
service with the ironic blessing. Why don't we just link arms together as a family? God is good all the time. God is good all the time. Buwana Asiwa Asiwe. Buwana Asifiwebe. That's what, praise the Lord, it's in Swahili. Swahili is a little rusty. Did you get it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yevrechicha Adonai Vishmarecha Yair Adonai Panai Elecha So I don't know you and keep you. The Lord would make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. That the Lord would lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Now when he lifts up his countenance upon you, he gives you his shalom, but he puts his name on you, his people. And he showers you with his shalom, his peace, his grace, his mercies, his presence, his very presence. And I pray that his presence would be so much more tomorrow than it is today. And that you would walk in his presence and walk in his goodness. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you all. Remember, women, dance over here on the side.